0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by grabbing a jelly bean out of a jar only to find it's a rattlesnake again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that does say hello to the bad guy. I'm Zach. Hello.
1: You're the bad guy. Oh,
0: fuck. And I'm frightened. Oh, no. The protagonist has <laughs> the, emerged. The plot twist. <laughs> and today we're here to do something that I call respecting the bad guy. And you were a little confused when I first brought that up. I think
1: you were also a little confused. Maybe. <laughs> I mean,
0: like, I kind of planned it out a little bit better, though. Like, giving us well, reasons as, as yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You first explained it to me. I was like, explain this to me. And you were like, <laughs> you were like, uh, I'll text it to you. And I'm like,
0: okay. <laughs> well, respect the fuck out of the bad guys. Yeah. Um. So, really, this is just a discussion about everything to do with antagonists in the films like you know different types um what they represent some of our favorites maybe some definitions i got a couple of definitions okay um so i don't know like again how far like in depth you went for it um there's a quote that i found too by robert Eppert, um where he's robert ebert. ebert thank you where he says each film is only as good as its villain since heroes and gimmicks tend to repeat from film to film only a great villain can transform a good guy into a triumph and i really like that quote because it's like it's true i don't know about you i i, I very rarely wrote, root for the good guy in the film um there there's always something a little bit more intriguing about the villain yeah and i, I mean, really the like the
1: bad that. guy is always the cool
0: one yes the yeah. bad guy is the one that like gets the girl and it's, it's just fucking badass.
1: Yeah, he usually has, like, the coolest outfit, whether mm-hmm. it's in a superhero film or just a movie that is based in reality. Uh, he's usually got the coolest lines, the best mm-hmm. dialogue. Um, and normally the villains are just more memorable, right? Yeah. Because, like, in a film that if you're going to watch Superman, like obviously superman's gonna be in the fucking movie most
0: of it <laughs> but you're looking for those lex Luthor luther right
1: exactly like you want who is he going to face like you know who is he going to face against
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and obviously i'm not great at references when it comes to marvel because i don't watch a lot of those movies so i couldn't tell you like who good bad guys are in mm-hmm. that style of film But I could tell you some good bad guys in in movies that are based in reality. But anyway, so like, but like using that as kind of like the general, like yeah, you know, like Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the best part of that fucking movie? Obviously, the Joker. Joker. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Duh. Yeah. Um. But anyway.
0: Yeah. So I kind of did like a little bit too. Like I looked up definitions where it's like because there's when you break it down for like a bad guy, there's really like. Two different kind of ways that you can look at it. You can look at it as the villain, which literally translates to evil characters intent on harming others. And then there's the antagonists. The antagonists are characters that work in opposition to the protagonist. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they're air quotes bad guys. They're just doing something against the person that you're supposed to root for. Um, and then I right. have. What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight different types of yeah, antagonists. There's a lot of, mm-hmm.
1: uh, of like different, but go
0: ahead. I kind of like grouped a couple together cause I feel like there's multiple ways that you can kind of like think of things. So for me, I have the anti-villains. Those are the, the people where it's like, they're, they're the villains, but they're your main characters. So you people like patrick bateman where you follow him and like he's the serial killer but that's like your main character hannibal lecter from silence of the lambs like he is your main character but he's a fucking psychopath cannibal yes (laughs) uh you have what i like to call otherworldly slash creatures so like an alien the xenomorph um freddie and jason uh the shark from jaws the monster from the ritual like, these are otherworldly creatures that don't reside in our reality. Yeah. Uh, you have the criminals that are literally evil because they're doing criminal activity. <laughs> <laughs> so, so people like uh, Michael Corleone and Tony Montana. Yeah. Um, you have the machines, the... Terminators. Yes, Terminator, <laughs> Hall... Um, Roy Batty from Blade Runner. Who? Roy Batty. No, who would you say? Hall? Hall. That? From 2001. Oh, Hal. Hal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's Hall? I write things down and like in my head I'm like, this is how you spell it. <laughs> um, so yeah, Hal, like the machines that are designed for good but turn evil. Yeah. Um, You have Mother Nature, which in and it, of itself is the antagonist. So literally like fucking weather changing in, like, Day After Tomorrow.
1: Yeah, like, giant, like, the, uh...
0: The tidal wave? No, no, no,
1: but, like, what is it? Like, just disaster movies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like Pompeii, like the fucking volcano. Um, you have what I like to call the pure evil. Like, they have literally no intent, like, no motive other than just being pure evil. Like, disastrous to everything and everyone. So, like, the Joker from Dark Knight. Um, you have your supervillains that's literally marvel dc films where it's like most of the time they have like at least now they have more of kind of like a motive narrative like if you look at um killmonger from black panther like he has more of an actual motive as to reason why he's doing things yeah but like earlier on it was literally like oh like fucking red skull like why is he bad because he's a nazi (laughs) <laughs> like, that's that's fucking, that's what you but got. Hey, man, hey, man. Nazis <laughs> are pretty bad. Oh. <laughs> and then, finally, I have the self-righteous. The ones that believe they're doing good work, just it's at the means of doing something evil. And that's John Doe John from Doe. Seven yeah. and Thanos from the Marvel films. Um, yeah. I didn't group him AKA in... A.K.A. Josh Brolin. Yes. Who was also in, a, in Deadpool 2.
1: He was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, Thanos, like, always stuck out to me because, like, it was just well-written. And I didn't...
1: I... I, Listen, I've seen one of those movies, Mm -hmm. which is the one with Thanos in it. Yeah. And I... And I didn't see part two. I I saw the one Part one is way better. Yeah, yeah. So, I saw part one um, in the theaters because my girlfriend, for whatever reason, likes those movies. (laughs) Uh, For whatever reason. (laughs) I know there's a lot of fans. Shut up. I get it. Um, Don't at me. But, uh, the... I did actually appreciate. What is that movie? That's the Avengers?
0: Um Yeah, what was it? The Infinity Stones? The, the Infinity Ga- the, Yeah, I don't know. I don't the remember. Infinity. The Infinity Sto- Saga, something. Whatever. Yeah. I know the it one with Thanos comments. is in it. That yeah, one. I know it from the comics. I did
1: appreciate how like I really truly understood where he was coming mm-hmm. from and I understood that he, genu- he genuinely thought that he was going to balance the balance the universe in a way that would make it right Mm -hmm. and that is a fantastic way because again like you said it's very very well written and Mm -hmm. i don't i I didn't see part two so i don't know how it ends um it's not as good
0: but okay well
1: (laughs) so it kind of that kind of sucks hearing Mm -hmm. that because it's like it's it starts off so strong and then they can't like
0: finish it i mean which is disappointing the ending like comes full circle but like I, the, the whole second movie is just literally like a, a fucking, um, what is it? It's it's like back to the future. It's all time based. Oh, okay. Like it's going back in time and I, I can't stand back to like time movies.
1: Oh, okay. We have to go to stop him before he does this. I fucking hate it. It's just,
0: to (laughs) me, it's such like a lazy way of writing. Yeah. Like I get it. Like certain movies do it well, like back to the future did it well. Yeah. But. I don't need this for, like, everything. Yeah,
1: I didn't actually know that that was how that finished off. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't realize that, that that it was like that. Um, that kind of sucks.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, the last, like, 20 minutes, like, you get the goods. Like, you get, like, the full-on war. You get, like, everything that, like, culminates to this moment. Yeah. And I think with Thanos, that was, like, the point where he was literally being shown off in, like, early Marvel films as, like, the end credit scene. Um, oh. And it would be, like, you get, like, literally just... Space and his face like turns over, and you see him, or you see him sitting on like a throne, or you see him getting one of the infinity stones, and you're like, okay, this is multiple years building to this moment, right? And when you finally get him, you get a purpose, you get a reason, but you also get probably one of the more well known villains throughout Marvel. Um, and at least in the first film. They did him justice.
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell you many villains from from any and again, this is me who I am not educated on Marvel films. I am mm-hmm. very ignorant to them. But I feel like with how big they are, you would you would think that there would be more memorable villains. Mm-hmm. Because again, like I know Killmonger. Yeah. I know Thanos
0: that's it <laughs> i don't know i i'm
1: trying to think like, like ultron was kind of all oh, right the age of ultron I, he, w- he what was, was he? he was like a robot like mm-hmm. snake thing whatever <laughs> no, that was stupid no. wasn't he didn't he have like long tentacle arms or something no yeah he did he definitely <laughs> Fucking did. liar he definitely <laughs> did uh and who was the guy with the whips and iron man
0: oh whiplash yeah mickey works character mickey Rourke's character mm-hmm. yeah whiplash
1: i never saw that but he looked cool yeah, he looked cool. I don't know if he. I don't know if he delivered. But. I
0: mean, you could even say like Doc Ock and Spider Man too, right? Yeah, like he he delivers like again. But,
1: I, but the thing is, so this is what's weird, right? Mm. Like I don't associate. Like that, Sam Raimi's are not the same. No. Like they're not. not in the same, like that, like, although it's technically in the same universe, it's not in the same, like when you, when you think of the Marvel movies, you mm-hmm. don't think of Sam Raimi Spider-Man, which no. is kind of disappointing.
0: Yeah. Cause they're so good. They
1: are great. Um, but like when you're talking to like people who are like in, in the thick of it now, like they're talking Thor, mm-hmm. they're talking, uh, you know, Captain America, they, I mean, and the thing Man, is they like... are talking Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. it's uh what's his name? Spider-Man. It's Tom Holland. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not my boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not Toby Maguire. <laughs> it's not Tobey Maguire, which is disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we 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 I digress. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned like the importance of a ca- like of, of an antagonist. Mm-hmm. Like what do they bring to the story because a, there's nothing more disappointing than a than a poorly written
0: antagonist. Oh, absolutely. Because... because like
1: the idea of having and the thing is, I think it happens most often in a Marvel film mm-hmm. when their purpose is just like I want to take over the world yeah. or I want all the money. It's like, okay, like that is just how many times have have that happened?
0: It's like, a very generic way. And because of that, like it feels stale. Right. Um, but like,
1: again, having like a Thanos or, or a character that that is actually well written. That's what really elevates the story. Right. Because the, if you don't have an antagonist. Right. And this is, in my opinion, like the the most important part. Right. Of a film. <laughs> is your antagonist, mm-hmm. right? Like, because if you don't have a good antagonist and and a reason for your heroes or your good guy or your protagonist to get from point A to point B, mm-hmm. then the movie sucks.
0: Yeah, the movie feels stale. There's no reason to really root for the protagonist. Right. Like, a perfect example of, like, when it's done right is Antoine Chuguer.
1: Antoine Chuguer. From, from no, no Country
0: for Old Men. Like... He is and there are like weird blends to to like antagonists like you can have like mixtures of it. He feels like he's a force of nature right literally because he will not stop like
1: he feels like an unstoppable man yeah like and when people refer to him they're like shaking like like oh you you fucked with anton at this point.
0: You might as well just fucking like, kill yourself. I can't do anything <laughs> yeah.
1: and you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Because even if he gets what he wants, he's still gonna kill you just because you inconvenienced him. Exactly. Like that
0: <laughs> But that's that's a great reason too, because it's like you're always kind of like watching over your shoulder, like when is he gonna be in frame? Like where is he at trying to get Josh Brolin's character? Yeah. And it's terrifying intense because now you have the protagonist literally On pins and needles, like, fucking trying to run away. Yeah. And every scene that you see him get a little bit farther away, Anton's right behind him. Like, he's literally, like, a step behind him. Yeah. And that's how you build great tension, and that's how you make an antagonist feel important.
1: Right. I mean, and that's what they end up, like, bringing to the film, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they need to be... Like, they need to be so well-rounded. I honestly think that, that the reason why there are so many better villains i would say than mm-hmm. better heroes because i do think that if somebody truly cares about it so much effort has to go into the antagonist so oh, yeah. much effort has to go into you know the reason as to why what they're doing because at the end of the day what matters the most is is that mm-hmm. because No matter what the situation is, right? No matter if it's they're trying to take over the world, they're trying to end uh, world hunger, but they're going about it in a way that is terrible, whatever the the case may be, right? Mm -hmm. Like, at the end of the day, no matter what your antagonist is doing, the protagonist is just trying to stop them. Mm -hmm. That's what the protagonist does in every fucking movie, right? That is their goal, right? So that's why you get a lot of these heroes that are not nearly as memorable as like a great hero in my opinion is not as nearly as memorable as a great villain. Exactly. Because the villain has to be so much more compl- complex Exactly. It has to be written so much better. Because your protagonist is generally gonna just be the same thing it's all in every movie. It's, it's always, always a like cutter. Oh, I'm I'm the good guy and now the bad guy is being introduced and I now have to stop
0: the bad guy. Yeah. Like that's what that's what your role is. I get it. Even too like because again, like most heroes are like that cookie cutter build. Like even if you try to make like a flawed hero, chances are it's dipping a little bit too farther into the antagonist. Right. Like you you can always have like a flawed hero, but it it's leaning a little bit more towards it. And I I know you don't fully agree, but like um yeah. Daniel Plainview in, yeah, in There Will Be Blood, like I think He is in that form of, like, that anti-villain, like, that main hero, but he's the antagonist. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because he's complicated. Like, he is, in a sense, like, that protagonist that is flawed that's dipping into the antagonist's side. Because he is, like, so far more... Well, like, I would
1: actually say that he is more of an antagonist than a protagonist. Like, then I would say that he's more of a villain than a good guy.
0: Well, yeah, but that's... I think... Like, I feel like we brought this up, like, in one other one, and you were like, no, 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 he's not a villain. No, well, that's because I...
1: No matter what, and mm. as the amount of times that I've seen the film, no matter what, I am going...
0: You still like I, him. I still root for him. Yeah. No
1: matter what. Because mm-hmm. I want him to succeed so badly... And maybe that's a character flaw in myself, but like, (laughs) but you also
0: see what his point is. Of course. Mm -hmm. And,
1: and, and I see the, the passion Mm -hmm. and, and like the, the willingness to do whatever it takes. I've said this before, like the fact that he breaks his leg in the beginning of the film and then crawls his way back, not even crawls, he he slides his mm-hmm. way back on on his back to through like the roughest possible terrain with the silver in his pockets um to then get it crushed and then finance his oil business like that shot of of him you know uh dragging his body and then mm-hmm. it pans up to show the the desert and and and, and the music kind of swells it just shows you like that He's willing to do whatever it takes that's the determination to man. make to to make his dream like a reality mm-hmm. and and I will just say that although again I don't I don't I may, maybe I'm a flawed person for saying this but I almost feel as if everything that he did in that film can be justified because of that one scene mm-hmm. because of what he did to get to where he is. And although I don't believe that he's right, and I do think that he's an asshole, mm-hmm. I can't say that he's entirely wrong.
0: Yeah, and that's why like he is like that gray area that fits so much better as the antagonist. And again, he's so much more interesting. But then you have Eli, mm-hmm. who is kind of the protagonist,
1: but he's also the antagonist. Exactly. It's like, so it's such a weird dynamic mm-hmm. because they're the same person but with different goals. Yeah, but. Like Eli wants to be viewed as this, as this son of God. Like mm-hmm. he wants to be, you know, the alt right. And like, oh my God, like this man is literally can literally cure uh, off arthritis, mm-hmm. right? Like literally can 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 cure arthritis and and has the touch of God. Yeah. And Daniel sees right through that shit. Mm-hmm. And Daniel he knows better. I mean, Eli is what's in Daniel's way. But then, Daniel is what's in Eli's way, mm-hmm. and they're always coming to a head with one another it's it's perfection it is and, it,
0: <laughs> and I'm gonna bring it to like a a bit of like manga anime section for a That's second fine, yeah, um, because there will be blood like really got me thinking too, in the terms of people that know it, like they know um berserk like it's literally that where your main character guts. Is in all black. He's an asshole. Like, he is killing and murdering. And then you have the main antagonist, who is Griffith, who is this long, flowing white hair, like all shimmering white, like man that just wants to build his own kingdom. Mm. But if you read it, like, you know, like, Griffith is a fucking asshole. Like, the man literally sacrifices everybody that he loves to become a demon god and then build his empire like that where guts is trying to get revenge and protect the people that have helped him along the way. Yeah. And it's it's just in that contrast of looking at them where you would think like just based on their appearance alone that griffith would be the protagonist and uh, Guts would be the antagonist and it's the same exact thing with Eli and Daniel Plainview like looking at them you would think that Eli is the one that you're supposed to root for right and you fucking hate him
1: <laughs> it's it's weird mm-hmm. right uh it's it's incredible it is it's he's the best Paul mm. Thomas Anderson is the best he's yeah just... and back to the last episode <laughs> where he
0: fucking knows how to write and he knows how to make characters yeah <laughs> um do you have Anybody that, like, you think, so, like, is top tier for antagonists?
1: I love Alex from A Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. Orange. He,
0: he was on my, like, as I was, like, looking through, I was like, man, he's up there.
1: He's just so fucked up mm-hmm.
0: and flawed. He is a perfect example of that pure evil. Like, right. he literally is doing this just because he wants to.
1: Yeah, he's got no just, it's just, it's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Um, I really like Annie from Misery. Oh yeah. I don't know if I've, I don't yeah, know if you've absolutely. ever seen Misery. I love the idea of the person who believes that they truly are kind of doing something good. Mm-hmm. Because if you've never seen, uh, <laughs> it's if you've never seen Misery, it's fucked uh, up. Spoiler alert. Um, mm-hmm. That. Annie, you know, she gets this writer because he's in a car. He's in a car accident, and she brings. She ends up saving his life, and it ends up being like her favorite writer. Mm -hmm. And he ends up deciding that he's trying to. He's gonna kill off the main character of like this book series that he has, and Annie fucking freaks out, Mm -hmm. and she's like, "No, you can't!" And then there's she ends up basically holding him hostage, and
0: the infamous breaking of the leg scene, breaking the leg
1: scene, and all that. Um. But, like, Annie's interesting to me because Annie is, she knows what she's doing is wrong, but Mm -hmm. she believes that she, that she's doing it for the right reason. Yeah,
0: like, everybody else that loves this series will thank her for it. Exactly, like, she
1: thinks that she is going to be, you know, the reason why this book series just keeps going. Meanwhile, it's, like, at this point, probably beating beating a dead horse. Yeah. And and exactly like she thinks that she's going to be thanked for it meanwhile she's a psychopath mm-hmm. and i love the idea of having like the crazed fan the like the idea of of somebody especially in that situation when they're crippled yes and and they can't leave which is really scary and 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 it's it's portrayed that she's actually helping him and being a great like uh, a great person and then it turns into like this sinister dark thing
0: my god man the fucking scene where it's like he knocks over the little figurine and puts it back yeah and annie notices, notices that it's that in that the it's... wrong spot yeah oh, it's such a good tension building yeah film. um
1: we already mentioned him but hannibal lecter to me mm-hmm. is like iconic Top tier. through and through mm-hmm. um and kind of interesting right because you have the police going to the killer to ask for advice exactly which is so at the time unique and sh- and different and nobody really does it anymore because at that, at this point it's been done now. Mm-hmm. So like, you're only going to get referenced like you're going to be like oh this is just like silence of the lamb which kind of exactly. like the like matt reeves is the batman a little bit of that mm-hmm. because but like immediately as soon as that happens you're like silence of the lambs yeah like that's what it's just like mm-hmm. so like the you know you you have to give respect to to the og yeah and that is silence of the lambs and that is hannibal lecter and hannibal lecter is so suave so complex and, and so intelligent mm-hmm. and smart and again, like any time you're referencing Silence of the Lambs, it's either uh it's either Buffalo Bill mm-hmm. or it's Hannibal Lecter. You're never you're never referencing anybody else yeah. like from that <laughs> right? Like those are the most iconic scenes. Mm-hmm. Um how about you?
0: Uh so I mean you mentioned a couple like um I already mentioned a few like as well like John Doe I already said like yeah. just again I've mentioned it plenty of times like his speech in the cop car is what made me think like I love the villains like I I love listening to like how they interpret things and how they justify everything and that's what always gets me um Hans Lando from Inglorious Bastards um I'm always surprised when I bring up like stuff like this and you don't mention him I
1: think I I mean I he's on my list but Mm. like I just didn't I don't know, I've sent up so many times. Yeah. He's just so amazing, like he's so charismatic. Yeah.
0: Again, it's it's always refreshing too when you have the likable antagonist, but you still see the horrors in them. Yeah. Um, same thing for Norman Bates for me, was probably one of the the first antagonists where yes, he's kind of the main character, but also he's brought to you in a way that like he's so nice and like relaxing and like likable that it's hard to believe that he is, like, this murderer. Yeah. Um. Antoine Sugar, I already mentioned. And then the last one is Jack Torrance from The Shining, where... Jack, yeah. He... I wouldn't say, like, he's more of, like, that pure evil. He's kind of, like, this, like, tormented, possessed area. Yeah. Where, like, he slowly is going mad over time and building to, like, this horrific scenes. Yeah. Um. But, again, it's just... It works so well. And it yeah. adds... Again, antagonist have so many layers to them. And that's what makes them cool. Like, that's what makes them fun and interesting is because you have literally all these different types that could be where, as if we did an episode on, like, what makes up a hero. Yeah. it's fu- It'll be ten minutes long. It's like, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, we don't... There's not enough to really talk about yeah. with them.
1: Do you know um Joanne Crawford? Have you ever seen Mommy Dearest?
0: No. No? That's the... No, I don't know what it is. So...
1: We might have to do that mm-hmm. uh, movie. Maybe, maybe that'll be my next pick. She, I don't, I won't, I won't say anything. But she's definitely a villain. Um, that is worth being mentioned. Mm-hmm. But I won't go too far into it because, again, I now, now that I said it, and you didn't, you've never seen it. I, I think that maybe that m- might be my next uh, film pick. Um, interesting dynamics. Okay, that I think are worth exploring. Um, I'm surprised. Because it's one of your favorite, whatever you want to call it at this point. Because there's 87 of them, but favorite movies ever is like Star Wars. Like I'm surprised that mm-hmm. you don't feel like Anakin or even like Palpatine or he Vader.
0: Was, he was kind of like on my list of like pure evil, like Palpatine, just yeah. because like he literally just wants to like rule the universe. Yeah. But
1: I like I like the idea though of like Anakin becoming Darth Vader. Yeah, and like watching him. Give I have all... the higher ground. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's like iconic scene is so good. Yeah, and like literally watching him become this this mutilated, like hate driven person. Yeah, is just truly iconic. And I think I think Vader, because nobody everybody just calls him Vader, but in reality mm. it's Anakin. Yeah, like I think Anakin's a, a really good example of of a of a villain that is super complicated and. Um, There's probably way more complexity to him than the movies deliver because I know that there's a bunch of comic books and stuff that probably, you know, explore a lot more of Anakin and who he is. And then then that transition into Vader, which could make him even better.
0: That's what I have a problem with, too, because it's like there's so many like small little like references to it, but never like they never really like go about it. They never really like fully explain like everything and that kind of sucks to me yeah um but again too like i like i do like the idea of like how anakin like slowly builds up to it yeah like you see instances in like uh episode two where he's starting to talk to palpatine a lot more right and he's starting to kind of like sway his vote on like where things lie with the jedi council yeah so
1: you're a nerd. Well, I am a nerd. <laughs> Whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> and then right. we I've mentioned some other guys, like, that we've that because I feel like we just did somewhat recently, like, villains or bad guys or something, um, but all, everybody that I've mentioned in that previous episode also r- is, relates. Um, so, like, I was talking about, like, what's his name from uh, Leon the Professional? Yes. Like, Gary Oldman's character in mm-hmm. the Professional is, like, really cool. Uh, there's just so many villains, man. There's too many.
0: I know like and and there are so many great ones and then there are so many bad ones
1: yeah for every great villain there's like 57 bad ones because yeah. they're just so generic exactly. so like ugh. so if you're ever thinking of writing a screenplay please don't make your villains uh, boring boring because <laughs> well that's the thing right because i'm kind of in that gray area where, like with with the screenplay that i w- that i wrote last mm. year like my my main character parker is the good guy but also the bad guy, mm-hmm. and like the hope is that if you if you read the the script or if you if the film ever gets made, if you watch the movie, like you don't want him to be. I can't. I guess I can't say too much because it's it's yeah. my screenplay. But like the idea is It's like, copywritten people. Is like you understand what's going on, and like you understand why your antagonist, like your quote unquote antagonist, is doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But you also kind of hope that he doesn't accomplish what he's do like what he's setting out to do because although Parker my lead is in the wrong mm-hmm. you sort of understand that he's actually like thinking what he's doing is kind of right mm-hmm. and he's not it's just it's it, i try to make him complex yeah. and <laughs> like and i can't like talk about it too much but like the idea of him like kind of being in that area of, like, a good guy and a bad guy. I always find those to be, like, mm. the most interesting.
0: Well, I can't wait till it comes out and you have Robert Pattinson starring. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Yeah. that's Zach, um, you have a, a recommendation? I
0: do, and it kind of goes along with this. Um, it also goes back to wrestling, because wrestling also has a, a very complex story where you have the villains that... Are nine times. I'm edited. the Boogeyman. I'm coming to get you. you. Remember that? <laughs> oh God, he I, eats the words. Yeah, that
1: guy. Is he still around? Oh God, no. Okay. Good.
0: <laughs> um, That's every now and again, like thing. he pops up, but it's he's not really there anymore. Okay. Um, but as a wrestling nerd, there is a lot of instances where, again, the villain is more complex and more fun to like watch, and it just so happens that Peacock has put out a new series. That is executively produced by one of the biggest good guys in wrestling, John Cena. Um, The show is called Evil. And it literally breaks down, like, it's got eight episodes out, I believe. It breaks down for an hour specific WWE wrestlers that were the biggest heels in the company. And what makes them so goddamn fucking dynamic. Like, the first one starts out with Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Like, I don't know, you remember a, a couple of things. Well, I like, remember that
1: Hulk Hogan went through like fifteen changes of like who he was. He was yeah. like he was like the good guy and then became the bad guy, and that was when he was like wearing all black yes. and he grew his like stubble out and then yeah. I think he became the good guy again. Yeah. And I just remember I am a real American <laughs> And then he went to Jimi Hendrix who made his theme song.
0: But um but yeah, like you know, like first episode starts out with like one of the biggest heel turns in the business with him creating the nwo and literally in the instance of five minutes being the most beloved wrestler ever to the crowd throwing garbage at him and joining this faction and becoming like the biggest heel in the company they also do some other ones like the miz um brothers of destruction sasha banks recently roman reigns like it's just to me as a wrestling fan it's really cool because like i nine to
1: where does the undertaker like fall I,
0: I mean, he's in the episode of Brothers of Destruction. Like, he he is considered. A bad guy? He's more of like the anti hero type situation. Like, yeah. there's been. Kane Cain... was bad, right? Yeah. Kane I mean, was like there's, the bad one. There's been plenty of times where it's like they were baby faces and then just straight up heels. Like, straight up bad guys. Um, the biggest one with Undertaker was like, you know, when he. Uh, he crucified Stone Cold.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a
0: fun one. Um, he also kidnapped Stephanie McMahon. Oh God! Yeah, there's some there's some good stuff with that. Uh, Kane buried the Undertaker alive. That right? Was, yeah. Was good stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling's got it's fun when they know what they're doing. I always like McFoley. Oh yeah. When he was uh mankind. mankind mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shaved like part of his head just to be crazy. Yeah. Oh man, I love McFoley. But yeah, evil um really cool show cool all
1: right great zach what are we doing next
0: well i talked about it a while back we never ended up doing it i want to do it now we are doing arrival
1: ah the film about language yes have you seen
0: it aliens
1: have you seen it nope okay
0: (laughs) it was either going to be this or interstellar um i feel like interstellar has a lot to talk about but also i don't like matthew mcconaughey
1: I love Matthew McConaughey. Fuck you.
0: I know. Oh, that's right. You fucking recommended his book. Green Lights. Yeah. (laughs) I remember that. Love
1: Matthew McConaughey. He's incredible. Mm, Not so much. He's a great guy. Uh, Whether or not you're talking like acting wise, whatever, Mm -hmm. but he's a great guy. Yeah, acting wise. (laughs) I don't
0: know. Like, I I feel like they're. Because I looked up a bunch of stuff of Interstellar and I was like, man, this seems cool. But like. Have you never seen Interstellar? I haven't. It's a fucking mess. Yeah, that's why, like, I wanted to watch it first to determine if this is podcast worthy. But Arrival, I know, is podcast-worthy. Okay. There's stuff to talk about with that.
1: With Arrival? Okay, cool. All right, so we're doing Arrival next, so look forward to that. Zach, take us out.
0: All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.